Hello and welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry and I'm currently mocking up some caveman designs for a stop motion short I'm collaborating on, which I'll be sharing in the near future, so stay tuned for that. I typically think of the animation industry. What comes to mind is TV and movies and video games and commercials, but there are also so many people working in animation not doing any of those things. And today's chat is all about that. This chat is with Derek Gerber, the Senior Vice President of Explainify, which makes animated explainer videos for corporate sales, marketing, and training purposes. Now, before diving into the world of corporate animated videos, Derek's previous experience lies in robotic process and intelligent automation. But in fact, he started his career down the hall from Cartoon Network, which perhaps had an influence on him, switching gears to now help run an animation company. In our chat, Derek is gonna reveal the whole process of how to sell animated explainer videos to clients and exactly what goes into them to make them a success, as well as what he looks for in an animation portfolio when expanding his team. Now, before we get into our chat, I have a sponsored message to share with you and a chance to win something really fantastic. This episode is sponsored by my friends over at Clip Studio Paint, which is the artist's app for tablets, computers, and smartphones, perfectly suited for drawing and painting and to create a wide range of content. With a wealth of unique features, it helps to create anything from illustrations for manga to concept art and animation. Whether professional or hobbyist, Clip Studio Paint's natural drawing feel, along with its comic, manga, and webtoon features, is loved by artists all around the world. Visit clipstudiopaint.net. I've included the link to this in the description of this podcast to learn more. Now, on top of this, Clip Studio Paint is giving away two full licenses of their software to start creating your own illustrations, comics, or whatever kind of art you enjoy. Here's how it's going to work. Two lucky listeners, two of you, are going to be chosen at random and win one Clip Studio Paint EX license each valid for 12 months and compatible with Windows, Mac OS, iOS, Android, and Chromebooks, and this is worth over $200 US. To enter, simply fill out your name and email in the form I've included in the description of this podcast, and I'll announce the winners in two weeks' time, so stay tuned for that. Now, without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, Derek. How, how's it going? I'm doing much better now that you are here, my friend, but yes. Oh my goodness, why? I'm just picturing you being like crying and sad and then seeing my face and then now we're all happy. Is that how it works? <laughs> you know, it's a little bit of a busy Friday compared to normal standards for being at home in the new normal 4.0 or whatever we're in right now. But it looks like things are, are looking up so I could feel the traction of the schedule picking up here. Okay, great. And maybe this is the turning, this podcast is a turning point for things going great. <laughs> okay, so... Um, I think this is going to be a really interesting chat because, you know, I talk to a lot of people in the animation industry on the television, movies, et cetera side, but I don't often talk to people on the business side, which is not what people often think about when they're like, I want to become an animator and they don't think, oh, I can make like business explainify videos. So before we get into that, I want you to share this story that you just told me about, you know, when you were in art school at UCI and you painted something beautiful and your prof hated it. And then this experience led you to figuring out your life? I don't know, <laughs> but maybe you can tell me, from, to rehash it for me now. 
Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, along the journey, along the way, yes, I went to UCI and I was a business econ major, but I had a, an art a skill and a, and a passion for creativity. And I went and took an art class because I won an art scholarship from high school. So I thought, hey, maybe I should go explore that. And the title of the class was uh, Art Critique. So the idea and the goal is that you go, you put your best painting up in front of the class, and then in front of 30, 40 other kids, uh, the professor sits there and critiques you like a professional critique. And I didn't realize how mean that process could be until I had to go do it myself. Yeah. And so there was one of my favorite paintings that I ever did. And I went and I put it up in front of the class. It's one of the very first uh, pieces that we had to share. And everyone in the class was like, wow, that looks great. Like giving me you know, a small little round of applause. And then the teacher in the back, you could tell she was just brooding, just waiting for that moment. And then she waits for it to get a little quiet. Then it goes, why do I want to look at this? And that's where it kind of clicked for me. I was like, I spent the rest of that quarter trying to understand what she meant. And then I realized is that, you know, there's a certain technicality to painting or doing art. Yes, you can shade things a certain way. You can paint them a different way, whatever medium that you're using. So there's a science to it. But on the backside, the feng shui part, the art form itself and how you do it, how you express yourself and how you make people really hook onto, why should I look at this? Why do I care, right? Uh, that was the part that I finally learned. And it's still, I'm still learning that lesson today. <laughs> and so even in business animation and creating content and videos that are genuine, insightful and helpful, we always start with the 50% science, the blueprint. There are, there's plenty of data out there to say, you need certain types of videos in different places, no different than I wanna do an oil painting or I wanna do stop motion or, or 3D content. All right, there's certain science to it, but then how you do it, the cadence of that, the music choices, the voiceovers, the, the, the tension built inside of that content, that's the real hook. And that's the real art form that I love bringing to life for large businesses. So I have taken that from my own personal side of things. And then over my business career and working through software, robotic process automation technologies, intelligent automation, trying to explain very complicated things, but in a fun, easy to do way that creates an amazing brand behind it. That's where I find a lot of value and excitement today. And that's what we're doing in Explainify. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I, I just want to also ask you, what did you paint? I, I'm just super curious. What was it? <laughs> it, it was a very hyper uh, contrasted uh, version of Jason Statham. <laughs> I'm a big Jason Statham fan, but I found like an artistic angle where he was doing a modeling shot and I took it and I, and I warped it to the extreme, but it was heavy blues, heavy oranges. It was supposed to be a complimentary color piece. And so I made it hyper dramatic in, in the tension. So you could see all the little intricate parts of his face coming up and how I painted the beard and things like that. But it was it was fun. It was just borderline kind of, you know, artsy. But really, at the point, at the end of the day, the teacher that was trying to make was like, well, it's just a picture of Jason Statham. I was like, yeah, but, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe you appreciate how I did it. But then that's the part I was like, but why Jason Statham? Where, where's the part where Derek comes out? Yeah. Why are you just painting something that you see? That was the part that hit me. And so, like, it took me years to learn that lesson. I wish I could go back and thank her again, because at first I was not very happy. But then over many years, I was like, well, that's probably one of the best lessons that I ever learned from someone. So she yeah. did. You she show did up, she's like, who guy. are you? You're like, thank you. I, I would be that guy. Hey, so remember like 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah, that was me. So, Sorry, so thank you. Have, have you painted anything since, like using that lesson? Or like, do you think about that lesson when you're creating videos and things? Like, where is the me in this why am i doing this who's who's it for <laughs> absolutely i use it all the time when we're creating videos and content because again you've got that science piece that says yeah i need to make this explainer video but how do you make it pop how do you make someone 
hook on and retain the content and the information inside of that. So just for, for video specifically, yeah. I tell people um, that are coming to our website, oh, we need a three or five minute video. Actually data shows that you probably want a 60, maybe 90 second video because you got most people hanging on to videos for 45 seconds right now. And so if you think about how fast we scroll and how quickly we move on, you have seven seconds to really impress someone, let's just say impress, to go, oh, okay, I'll continue watching. You have another seven seconds to retain that information to say, all right, you've hooked me. I will continue to the end of your, your content here. And then you've only got like 30 seconds to make them retain something or take an action. So you've got a 45 second window, seven seconds to really get them to latch on and say, oh, I've noticed this. Oh, I'm gonna stay here for the rest of the pitch. And then you get to the end and they have to know how to retain that information and take action very quickly. So whether you have a very complicated software product, a new healthcare uh, process, a new banking and financial system, mortgage process application, all these very heavy processes that we deal with every day, you can explain anything in just about 45 seconds and get someone really dialed in and ready to take that action. So when it comes to that artwork, like, why do I want to look at it? You got 6,000 ads hitting you every single day. What's going to make you watch my video? Well, that's the secret. And that's what we've got behind that. And so I always use that lesson. Um, but to answer the other part of your question, I haven't painted much other than some watercolors with my daughter <laughs> trying to teach uh, the art form there. We just got her a new drawing pad and she loves uh, drawing all over my iPad with the, you know, the stylus there. So she's the next up and coming artist. And I'm going to teach her the same thing. Yeah. She's like drawing a flower and you're like, but why a flower? Start over again. Why the flower? Why is the flower pink? Because you yeah. saw a pink flower? That's wrong. Yeah. Honestly, that was like yeah. Challenging the next generation. <laughs> but what you just said about the 45 seconds, like the seven seconds, seven seconds, 30 seconds, like that's super interesting yeah. to me because like even like I know that you're looking at video analytics constantly nonstop, but like, sure. like, and I do too, because it's just my SEO background. And like on YouTube, I'm like 95% of people ducked out in the first five seconds of this thing I just made and spent like a year on like what? <laughs> but like, <laughs> do you think this applies to all areas of animation as well, like TV shows and movies and things like that? Like, as people are scrolling through Netflix, do you think it's seven seconds? Because I'm just thinking like, the average animator who's like, I want to work on TV, and I want to like, make really fun stories and things like they're not thinking about like, this analytical side of things they're just like i i want to put my oc my original character doing some like fun dropkick thing you know and there's a place for that too and you'll see i mean uh, all the way from the beginning of my journey i started as one of the very first paid interns at cnn and one of my jobs was to work with the national brand and advertising team so they're they're the vp of sales at the time there was responsible for generating generating revenue for ads that happened in between the tv shows and different segments like that also responsible for the new mobile application that was being launched at the time, and then all digital online revenue advertisements associated with CNN. So from start to finish across different platforms at the time, there were branding teams like for Lexus that would come in and we'd be pitching them multi-million dollar ideas on where they should be positioning their content how to do it, the cadence of that content, what was important for that demographic. So for the TV side at the time, you could even say that's rapidly evolved since that point in time. Like I said, they were just getting the app out there. The iPhone was around for a couple years at that point. So it was a completely different technology standpoint. And now today you see new platforms prioritizing short form video content. You see Instagram has already rolled out stories. We get yeah. it, you know, but, but now you see YouTube shorts. 
You see all different types of platforms. The, the rise of TikTok, isn't that just a new vine? Well, you know, maybe, depends how you want to slice and dice it. But I think that even the job as a marketer, as an animator, as a content creator, you must, you must evolve into the data analytical side of it so you know that you're creating the best content. So when it does come to media and entertainment, even if you're watching your favorite show, you realize that segments of strips don't really last that long. There are some shots in movies that you'll see that go and they're one continuous shot through a scene that's a couple minutes long. And maybe that's the longest single scene segment that you'll really see. You really start watching TV shows, you realize something changes every couple seconds. Every couple seconds, there's a new scene or a new angle. Yeah. Um, and however you're coming into that scene or going out of it, you see very quick transitions. When it gets into the advertising side for national advertising campaigns, what you see in short form video content, you'll see video samples or for commercials and, and advertisements that are five second animated GIFs now. That wasn't necessarily a thing. Maybe less technology, you know, technology was involved longer ago, but now having short form animations as a form of advertising is, is important. There's a, a big media market for five to 15 second video advertisements right now. If you're doing paid advertisement online with Google ads or, or you know, other platforms like LinkedIn, they prefer short form animations. So they prefer, uh, prefer that you know, short digestible content for the viewer so that they can get through the scroll and then move on or take action. And like, that's the point. So from a media and entertainment standpoint, when you're making that content, you always got to keep up a little, you know, a little liveliness inside of your work. And you can do that by positioning scenes. When it gets to the advertisement that happens for the commercial in between your shots, in between your shows and those different things for transitional pieces, that's where that branding piece comes to life. Because then you'll see commercials that switch scenes every half a second to maybe two or three seconds. We just came out of the Super Bowl. And if you watch the best practices for those Super Bowls, there's a new scene almost every single second in the advertising uh, realm of things. And so you got to keep that in mind as you're creating content. Again, keeping it lively and switching what's in front of my eyeballs is, is a much faster pace today than it was just a couple years ago, certainly 10 or 15 years before that. So I think that's really important as we're all digesting this information so quickly, it just needs to be a little more uh, you know, uh, sporadic in how it's being displayed for the speed of delivery of this content. Right. That is super insightful. That's a lot of information to take in. I'm wondering, you know, from analyzing hundreds of videos from Explainify and, and <clears throat> this 45 second thing and switching it up every yeah. couple seconds and this why factor, like how, what is your formula that you create for, you know, a successful Explainify video, especially when you're like, like, for instance, you mentioned like banking things, like I hate processes and <laughs> banking and I don't want to do anything. Like, why am I going to watch an Explainify video? Like, what is the thing that you figured out to make it super amazing? I love that. Um, you oh, know, no. I, I can I can back it into the you know, technology conversation just from my background. But when you're uh, banking a finance company and you're onboarding new mortgage applications, right? Um, you know, you could be in an institution that's processing over eight hundred thousand different mortgages per month. And it's not just about paperwork. I mean, you're basically trying to communicate to that client, a new homeowner like me in the last couple of years, we will make this a streamlined process for you. No frustration involved. Just watch the video so you know what to expect. 
that type of delivery of information is really important because you'll see applications just like a rocket mortgage and those things like that. They put a lot of money in the advertisement and they want you to go buy a house through your phone. So even when I purchased my house a couple of years ago, I did it all through a mobile application and never once signed a physical piece of paper and it was all done digitally and remote. I understood the entire onboarding process through their content and video creation, uh, funny enough, <laughs> before we even uh, you know talk to the Explainify side of things, you know, it was all ready there. And that's because it's the best practices. So from the formula, when you're getting started with things like that, there are best practices for creating videos that go on websites, inside applications that live on the app store to try to get you to download the app. Of course, there's different use cases for all these different pieces of content. But when you start thinking about where can I really start right now today, we love to break it down into three pillars. There's awareness, education, and revenue. So when you have these different types of focuses and campaigns and you're business oriented, then you know that you're going to have to have at least one pillar piece of content for each one of those places right there. So those three pillars are a solid place to start. Where I think most people need to understand too is that moving forward, you're getting better SEO points and online recognition as a thought leader by doing multiple pieces of content in a regular ongoing sequence. If you just do one thing every couple of years, you're not going to get as much punch out of it. That's just it. So when we talk about you know the 50% science part, it's starting in those three pillars. It really is. You need an awareness video to talk about your brand. People who are business buyers today are more aligned with trying to match their own morals with your brand than ever before. So about us, who we are, our mission, those are like staple pieces of content that people love. They do. There's actually data to support that over 80% of buyers are buying something before they talk to the sales team. And we already, we've heard those stats before, but you also realize when you click around and you produce through the stats that they visit the About Us page a lot. They just want to know who are you? What, what, what's your vibe? What's your brand? And so that's the awareness piece. When it gets into education, then you start creating, you know, more thought leadership content. So it's like now, okay, I have an application and the educational part is how to use the features inside the app set, how to get started, how to apply for a mortgage, how to use this healthcare product, <laughs> how to sign up and go to school. I mean, there's so many different things. Um, inside of healthcare too, uh, recently working with the hospital to work on onboarding patients who need to go through a, a children's surgery for special needs and, and other problems, and which could be a dire situation and not fun to deal with. But you try to use animation to liven those things up by providing serious content, but then also let that person know that you're there for them and you understand them and you, you get it. Like, you know, that educational part doesn't have to be just about products. It could be a, educating you on an upcoming experience to tell you exactly what you need to expect so you feel good and covered. And then on the back end, of course, lead generation, revenue generation, sales pipeline, convert now. Hey, you, you saw the product video that would go into a section like that. Hey, here's our software. Here's our, our healthcare offering package. Here's our banking and finance services. Pick an industry, right? We do them all. But my point is, you know, with the upcoming technologies, NFTs, cryptos, and, and all these different blockchain technologies, that, that bottom layer for revenue generation is always going to be there. You always need at least a product video. So I love to put those there. If you start with those three, you'll be ahead of many more than others. I'll tell you that. But building out the ongoing supporting content to continue to build off of those pillars, that's a game-winning plan. So it's like the science part where to get started. Very simple. You could start with just one, three videos, and you're on the right track. If you're going to keep doing it right and follow the feng shui part, the second, you know, building on that brand then creating evergreen content that can last for three, five years, maybe more. That's really the golden standard right now for best practices and video creation for business. 
I mean, you're you're just like dropping the whole business model of like every business, basically. But <laughs> That's the shortcut. There it is. There's, yeah, there's but no you're also. I think it's interesting that your product, the video, is is like slid in throughout. Um, I'm just wondering, and you've mentioned like so many different industries. Like, so when we when people normally think of animation, they think of like preschool kids, teen, adults, uh, family, I guess, the different sections, and they think of like movies and television. But you're uncovering that basically every business in the world can use video in a modern age. So your target market could be, for instance, like a banker source, whatnot. So like, how big is this, this like, not very publicized market of video animation for businesses? Is it sounds? I, you know, yeah, I mean, big. you can throw a stick and you can hit a hundred different video creation agencies. And like, that's great because we love the animation community. Even Explainify in our 10th year, we're, we're running a young creatives contest. So if you'd like to animate the Explainify logo and put your own artwork out there for promotion, then you go to How much stop motion and, you know, explainer videos do you have? <laughs> I hope you do, because that's another <laughs> form of artwork right there that we would love to see come to life. Sounds like we've got a winner here. But you can see like, you know, again, every industry, how we use technology, the push towards short form video content. It's very clear. Everyone wants to see your video. Okay, I get it. I can read a brick wall of text or I could watch this short little video that's like highly retentive. And I've, I've studied enough stats over the last 10 years to tell you that you're 600% more likely to be interacting with the piece of video content and retain that information than you are just to read perhaps a social post with a bunch of text on it. Mm -hmm. Nobody has time for the text and that's okay. I'm just saying it's evolved. And so the evolution into creating content that people want to digest if I need to read the text, it's there. It's now second priority for most people who need to make quick business decisions in particular. But again, if you're uh, you know, in an, any industry, you need video. That's really the bottom line. And when people ask, how do I get more leads? More video. How do I get people to understand more about my brand? More video. <laughs> how do I educate people to get to use my product in self-guided models so that they don't contact the support center for every little question and that they save us millions of dollars on the back end by using great video? more video. So the answer is always more video right now. And I think that's what's uh, surprising. And with, you know, with COVID, I made a joke about the new normal. The new normal is that it's still hard to get live action shots. It's still very expensive. Um, you know, COVID travel restrictions and all the different things in between. It's one of the reasons that we've grown 400% is that people understood like, wow, I still need to get this content now more than ever. Because, you know, money's moving around, industries are, are, are sinking and rising. We've been on, you know, the, the very generous side of, of, the, of the growth model. But I'm just saying out of all the different video agencies available, why Explainify? It's because we've been able to bring together all the best talent. So our voiceovers, our script writers, our storyboard animators, our, you know, inside the content animator, uh, all have done work for Disney, Apple, IBM. You just get to pick that style and we have some arrangements set up that we just bring that talent in for you and it doesn't cost you anything else. So from the start, we understand from a data perspective, what needs to happen for your business done. That's yeah. a big check mark. But then how we do it and bringing your brand to life, that's where I get excited. That's where you get to pick anything from our huge sample library of hundreds of videos that we have. So 10 years, a thousand plus videos, tons of results, millions of happy viewers, the world's yeah. largest brands use us to bring their story to life. And that's why, as we understand that piece, it's not just a one-off to us. It's an so ongoing business relationship that'll generate results. 
So I feel like I'm being pitched to like get an oh, let me have another cup of coffee while I'm at it because I'm on it, man. I'm wondering how, how big is your team? Because you mentioned, you know, if I want a Disney style, you'll hire Disney animators, et cetera. Do you have like a in-house team or are you hire like contract to contract, like independent freelancers then? Uh, we have the ability to do some things in-house, but really what we've done is found all the best talents from around the world and then use those talents to, to, to bolster uh, the content creation on a faster scale. So internally, Explainify, instead of being limited by our own internal capacity, we've done it the other way. We went and found the ones that we love the most, put them through a really uh, uh, arduous <laughs> um, vetting process, if you would, and we only selected the best. So we used to have a lot more vendors and we've leveled that down now, um, but I can tell you right now is if you are going to as a video agency just sell your style and do it your way that's okay our model is just different our model is built for scalability and capacity so we've had clients approach us and ask how do i do two or three hundred videos that's not a typical request for a video agency some are just asking how do i do one or two at a time there's a market for that don't stress we even have partners that we refer to all the time for for those types of options but when you're ready to do it the right way and you want to create content together for years to come although we have clients who spent millions of dollars with us on that content over the last couple of years so okay so say i'm an i'm an animator and i'm putting together my portfolio and like the typical animated yeah. portfolio is like you know show a character lifting an object show uh, some dialogue etc do you because there are a, there are a lot of kind of explaining explain if i studios out there i don't know there's a, if there's a different word explainer <laughs> video studios out there yep. that's right <laughs> your, your name is so synonymous with synonymous with what it actually is <laughs> anyways so sam putting together this portfolio how do you find these animators that you're like oh i need motion graphics i need somebody who's good at animating very simple objects or like creating I don't know, technical, scientific looking things and moving them around. Like, how do you find these animators when I assume most people have who have a portfolio there are showing stuff that's more like TV? Does that make sense? Is this, am I like completely off? No, you're, you're nailing it. And I think what's important is that, you know, when you go to different animation studios and talents, they bring in different animators that match their branding and style. So the yeah. first place that we start is, what do we like looking at? <laughs> I mean, there are uh, you know, more affordable options. I'm not saying cheaper or, or low quality because I've paid $500 for explainer videos. I've paid less and it fit the job for what it needed to do. So I don't want to knock anybody around as we have partners who handle that, who do it better than we do, who can get you what you need. And so sometimes people don't need the ultra premium option and this and that, that's fine. Yeah. We only do custom stuff. There's no templates with us right now. So that's also important is that if you're going to be investing in content at that top tier, then you come work with us and we'll build that brand out with you. But if you need something that's more affordable or quick, quick hate option, then we have all those talents available too. So our goal wasn't to say, hey, pick us over somebody else just because of pricing. We focus on time and complexity of animation. Some people just need basic 2D things. If you watch the morning show and the intro to that, it's a bunch of little balls being animated around the screen. If you haven't seen it, check it out. But it's actually one of the most touted intros as of late from the Apple uh, Plus community and creating content. 
But then there are other people who, uh, you know, you can't say all the names, but work on very highly specific content and it needs to be like 3D explosion models and they need, you know, a whole nother layer there. So then we, we specialize in a two and a half D 3D faux look as well. So it can have an animated look that looks ultra premium with lots of moving pieces of content that takes time because it's not templated, but it'd be completely on brand and custom to your look and desire. So there's a, there's a range, right? Um, you know, more affordable options will get you more templated things make it the content, you know, in a couple of days with us, most projects take around four or six weeks. And then we work with you through our five-step frustration-free video creation process. So all that science of getting video a video creation. done is, is yeah, it's, it's done, but the talents that we go and we bring in, yeah. again, they're the top tier ones who did the Apple commercial, who did the IBM. So you're, you're handpicking these people from like, I'm just wondering, cause like when I went to animation school, not a single moment was spent on thinking about the business animation side of things or explainer videos, like not a single person is put it is worried about or getting a portfolio together or looking in jobs or for explainer videos. So like, how are you um, like two questions? How are you finding these people? Like you said, you're kind of handpicking them. And then number two, like, what can I do to like, you know, I'm a, I'm looking for work as an explainer video person, maybe motion graphics or like 2D or something. What can I do specifically to stand out to a company like yours where you're like, oh, hey, I noticed Terry, we should bring him on. So like the first one I is like, um, how are you finding people? And the second one is, what can I do to get found? <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the best ways is to always have your own sizzle reel. So that makes it a lot easier. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we've worked with uh, animation shops that have done content for um, you know, it's just normal TV shows through Netflix. Um, many other uh, streaming services have invested a lot of money to build common shows that you know and love. So if you've seen Rick and Morty, for example, we had the, the same set of animators on, on a speed dial, if you would, and we can get that style and that look. So you just call up the studio that's making Rick and Morty and you're like, hey, can I... Can I grab it's, all your animators for a project, please? Maybe it's a couple more steps than that. But what they don't want to tell you is that not all of those people um, are just being highly touted as available. It's actually kind of a secret market that we've uncovered. So uh, it's not as easy just to go find them sometimes unless you're being really specific in your searches. And it's because the, the studios sit on top of these things, they fund them, and then they go and maybe outsource some of the content. But you'll see people internally driving those shows. They know exactly what they want and how to get it done in order to get the deadline done because people always complain maybe about Rick and Morty and, and getting it done faster so they're not waiting for next seasons. Um, they go to other partners around the world and then use that human labor as scalability in order to get it done. But they understand the, the art form and they know how to work together as teams to get those things done. So my point is, if you're trying to build your own portfolio, latching onto those things is great too. We also love to see people who go on and create their own content. So just as we've seen from your content there, you've essentially got your own sizzle reel there <laughs> from what we know, Terry. And, and we can even see your work come to life in your style, in your brand as to how you want to come off. So and even I if I important. haven't done explainer video stuff myself, I can, like if I shoot an email to you and I'm like, hey, you know, like here's a portfolio of my work. Like, you know, I've worked in 2D, TV, stop motion, right. et cetera. Like I don't have any specific work to you, you would still take it and be like, "Oh, cool! This is this. We can like reach out if a project." Cool, cool, cool. That's right. Oh, we've got people who are in San Francisco, people uh, mid East Coast, uh, all over the United States, 
And then there are different flavors and styles. You go down to uh, South America, we have one of our leading providers down there and it's a team of 10 or 15 people. And they specialize in a certain art form, a certain style that's just different that I can't get in the United States. And then there are other people available because this whole interwebs thing and, you know, being on Zoom calls, nobody knows any difference. So while you're sleeping, someone else is working on it, but there's just amazing talents all over the world. We've worked with people in Ukraine, um, people down in South Africa, um, the Philippines. There's a lot of talent out there that people just don't recognize. And I mean, it's like just being in the office next door. It's no different to us. And so on the back end, we all communicate every single day through our platforms. But these talents aren't on accident. Like they've worked with the bigger brands. They got noticed. They've got their sizzle reel. They've got their style. So for no, we know from the science side, from Explainify, you're going to need these things. But then how you go bring it to life, well, that's where we start to bring it in. And, you know, it also works the same way for voiceovers in different styles. Um, you know, we just had other people requesting, I need the video in multiple languages. We can do that. We can even get voiceovers that are the same voice. They can speak multiple languages. That's not something that everybody offers. And so like, that's the whole point for us is that if you're trying to get noticed, having big name drops, of course, that makes it a lot easier and where you play the role, but then having your own flavor to it, I think that's just as important because we're willing to drive work wherever we can get it. And like, that's what we want to do is we want to highlight these talents and creative efforts and showcase them as individual values. How do you want to look? You want this style or this style? your choice. We offer multiple styles, not just one. And I think that's really important. Um, Maybe you don't feel comfortable answering this and no problem if you don't, but okay. So like in uh, it's kind of known that like TV animation pays a certain thing and then branding commercial animation can be much more lucrative um, because they're like short spots where, you know, Coca-Cola is ready to drop who knows how much money on getting this right. Where does explainer videos fall into this? Because you know, you're, it depend. I guess, I guess it depends on the project and the scope, but like generally, where is it falling in the scale of, uh, I don't know, income level for like animators or like projects, budgets and stuff like that. That's a great point. Um, so, you know, using those examples and going back to what I referenced at CNN and Lexus, I've seen people spend a couple hundred thousand dollars just for the media slot, just to have a commercial time. Um, and then I've seen them spend millions of dollars for the same type of slots. And so for one, I would just say that depending on what your demographic is and what you're aiming to do and where you're going to do it, that can change a lot with media buyers. But, you know, if you spent the same amount of money and put it uh, Put, put your content in the middle of like a, a big show during prime time. It's going to cost money. If you put it out in Times Square, it's going to cost money. But what you'll find is that from the explainer video side is that not everyone is always understanding of like how the content can be much more affordable if it's animated and can live on because up front to people who aren't accustomed to spending that much money, look at it and go, oh, hey, that's, you know, that's a lot of money. I can make a video for $500 then you should go do that. There's a market for that. We love those people. We have friends that'll do that for you. But if you're if you're on that upper echelon side of, of your spending, <laughs> then you might look at it and be like, wow, that's much more affordable than uh, trying to get a live action uh, piece going because of, you know, I mean, all the different resources and scheduling and time. What you really start to understand is that through animation, most of the cost is through human labor and time on animation. That's really it. On the flip side, when you're doing live action, you find the same thing. 
a lot of the costs that you're paying for are people's times. So you got to have a, a show director and all these people meet up. And so you, now you bring in 10 or 15 people when we've kept costs low and affordable and produce content faster. So we do live action work. People will send us their live action shots and we can animate on that and or around it. So I think that's also really important is that it's not just pure animation. It's more about what's the content going to be? Why do I care? Great. Let's figure out that style together. And so we've actually been doing tons of um, uh, what we call hybrid work. So, uh, you know, people use the terms talking heads, if you would, a green screen could be behind me and I'm animating content around my face or, or your face or however it's going to be. So when it comes to like, you know, how much money should it be? Is it lucrative? It sure can be those 200, 300 video projects. And you're talking, you know, a lot of money in our six, seven figure deals. Yeah. Um, are you going to make 50 animated videos overnight? No. And if you did, you should raise some eyebrows, <laughs> you know, but are you, you know, you're going to make one great, amazing Super Bowl commercial in one night too. I don't know. I, you know, how much are you willing to pay or invest in those things? So when it comes to the investment for more businesses on a regular day basis, matching marketing budgets to where you need to go on LinkedIn and put your explainer videos so you could drive leads through your B2B demographic audience that may be a much more affordable option than trying to just go straight to advertising. But I can tell you, it, it matters what your goal is and what your demographics are, because if you're like our friends at Tyson, um, you know, from the PR side, they're more interested in CPM and how to get the uh, value of the community into their messaging. They're, they're not just chicken nuggets. They are the leading protein provider. They are there with you for breakfast, lunch, and dinner inside your family. They're investing millions back into the communities and where they put their factories. And it's not an accident. So I think like those types of things from an awareness side, building branding and culture around who you are, your mission yeah. statements, your core values, um, you know, you may be interested in trying to, you know, put more FaceTime on that, but that could be a blend of animation that can make it, you know, 70, 80% more affordable. So I think that's like, what's really important is that there is, there is a stretch and attention of for what you need to do. If you're going to go spend $10 million making one video, that's only going to be 15 seconds long. That might be kind of a stretch <laughs> in terms of how much money that really takes. But again, if you're trying to put it on prime time and you need it to stand out and be absolute top notch. Well, then we've got you covered here at Explainify, but just so people understand in the market, there is a larger market for more affordable content. When you want to do it right, then you come to someone like Explainify and we yeah, do it on the yeah. bigger scale that makes it live on for years. So if you're in a high profile position, with a lot of pressure to get it done, then you work with our team and we make it easy. Nice. Gotcha. Um, I'm wondering, yeah. you mentioned a couple of times that videos have lived on for years, but uh I feel a little skeptical about that because like I look at like videos from just a few years ago and I'm like, they look dated, you know, because technology and like your screen changes and everything like happens so fast. So what is the average lifetime of an explainer video? That is an excellent question. Because oh, no. I can tell you, we can all, <laughs> no, we no. Here I go again. But no, as I say, everyone started off with the whiteboard animated videos. I mean, yeah, come on, we yeah, they, they were classic. Everybody wanted one. Yeah, if you think about the, if you think about it in terms of technology, right? Because we've got software backgrounds, okay? So you go back 10, 15 years ago, just totally different. Creating that type of content was not as easy to do. Now today's tools let anyone create their own content, and it's probably even better than that quality was at the time. So the birth of that type of content led way to a lot of innovation down the line. So what I think is most important is like there was a time and place for it. 
and now we've moved on and you can easily tell because we're all art critics now <laughs> when something is slightly dated um like i don't know oh you, you you watch that video like oh man that's at least three or five years old so like moving forward i think what's important too is that when you focus on creating a uh, a more comprehensive video that can actually have a lot of heavy branding behind it you'll see that content live on for three or five years easy now and it won't look dated and that's because you stay away from the templated options because templates live in the form of what's popular at the time. When you're creating custom animation and you're really focused on the branding part and building out a, a video strategy so that your video series, your video library uh, really starts to formulate, then you realize that you're following best practices of creating original content regularly that's genuine, insightful, and helpful, but that content will live on for years and not look dated. And I think that's what's really important is technology has kind of geared us to just understand that it can be at this extra high-end level without looking repetitive or outdated quickly. For sure. You made me think of those old like Walt Disney himself explainer videos of how he did the process of animation and stuff, and they're still living on. So that's cool. I'm wondering, you know, if somebody's if somebody's <laughs> listening go. and they're like starting their own studio or they're midway, they're they have a small studio and they're budding and they want to get into the explainer video thing because you know, I don't think a lot of people think about this type of animation. Most people think about ads and commercials or television or spots like digital spots. So like where where should somebody where can somebody start to see some payoff uh, with explainer videos like, you know, you've grown 400 percent during the pandemic, which is amazing. I, I think that's phenomenal. Um, but like what are some, I guess, uh, like things that you do that have good payoff that somebody else can maybe try if you don't mind sharing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so that's excellent. Um, I would say right now what's really popular are people are trying to build out video series and video libraries. And I, I just mentioned it, but I'll, I'll keep touching on that because they understand that with this type of content, it's kind of a bummer and almost a waste if you're just going to buy one. I mean, we'll do it. But really, if you're just trying to do one and get it yeah. in and out and you're not really focusing and I don't know, maybe your goals are different. Again, there's a place for it, but you well, mentioned before, like it's the, whole, it's the whole funnel. Like if you give somebody an expectation that they're going to approach a video in the awareness stage and then they come to your website and everything's just walls of text, they're like, this doesn't, there's no match for me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, really, when you're trying to visit a page now and you want to hit Google, you want to hit that first search and go, can you solve my problem in the first click? That's really what we're trying to do. And the video will communicate that much faster and easier. So if you haven't thought about it from the audience perspective, um, if you can get closer to the revenue generation side and providing ROI around creating content like this, right? Now you start getting into those conversations where it's national advertising campaigns, educational content campaigns, revenue generation campaigns. The faster you get to the revenue generation side of your work, the faster and more lucrative it'll grow yeah. all on its own. And that's where we've tied that in. We're not just a video branding agency where you come and buy just one off video. You understand that you need to grow your sales pipeline 300% in the next two quarters. And you also understand that you need to increase your marketing conversion rate 38% as well and drive 52% more leads because that's what your KPIs are. So everyone who's coming to us has 20 or 30 other people in a room going, okay, you're right, we need a video. Well, I'm not going to go waste that time. I got to go do it right. I need someone who's going to understand that long journey with me. So as we create content, we put it out there. We're also really good at analyzing the stats behind it. If you're not looking at the data or tracking the things most important to you, then you're going to be wasting your time. Yeah. If you can't measure it, it's not going to grow. 
So it's less about like how good you are at art, you're getting away from the science side. So stick to the science side. You already have the creative talents and energy to bring any type of style, your style to life. We get that, but how are you going to put that into a business term? They need to make leads. They need to get as many views as possible. They need lots of impressions and conversions. If you can speak to those facts with your work, then you'll find that this whole industry is extremely lucrative and hasn't really been tapped as much as you think. There's just one, you know, one angle here. Um, there's lots of different ways to create business videos and different mediums and types. We're not a live action production company. We have partners who do those things for us, but I'm going to bring you the best voiceovers, talents, and script writers in the game, and it's not going to cost you anything different. And I think that's what's really important is you're already talented and creative. Find a way to associate business value behind that, and then you'll find yourself on a much more lucrative path, uh, working your way up the chain if you're focused on business content. And that's where I find the excitement is I love the business results, but I also love the art form. And that's like my personal passion just for, for just for the show here. <laughs> nice. Makes sense. So like, say I'm a budding new uh, animation agency or or studio, and I'm thinking of getting into explainer videos, it makes more sense to create it uh, a whole package rather than like, we can make this fancy explainer video, but you can come to them instead and say like, look, you need a whole library. We have some science to back this up. Uh, we've done our research. This is how things go. We're gonna analyze things for you so they get better over time. And to like turn it into a long-term partnership rather than like a one-off type of deal, I guess. Right, you know, and if I had to double down on that too, is, um, I've seen hundreds, if not, you know, a thousand different samples from people trying to get in and work with us. Um, it's not a fan club. We're very selective. So don't, don't nobody take it personally. But if you're going to get my attention, just sending me, hey, look at this cool video I did. Isn't it pretty? I don't really care. Um, yeah. I want to know what did that video produce? Because this is a business talk now. That's the difference. So here's my pretty, so pretty video that hits, I don't know, a million views on TikTok <laughs> and got me... <laughs> Like, but you know, I'm an yes. animator. That's I'm not, I'm not about the science. I'm more about the art. Like how do I even, you know, where do I start with some simple things to impress you then? That's really, that's <laughs> is it just so like that? These are the views. These are the results. Yeah. We, we can always go into uh, the three pillars to answer types of questions. <laughs> three like pillars. This. So, yeah, here we go again. Right. But I'm just saying it's, it's, that's the science part. That's the shortcut. I'm not, I'm not hiding nothing over here because if, You've done something and your goal with this content is to go create a million views and you got two million that's a win i'm you know i'm gonna keep it simple for you yeah. so like on tiktok are you trying to get people to do something are you trying each platform has its own unique kpis and has its own unique performance standards for what's acceptable so if you said and you let's just use like you created a piece of content and it's a 10 out of 10 it looks phenomenal. Everyone's really proud of it. I'm going to ask, what did you do with it? So you can answer is, you know, well, our goal from creating this content from the start was to go get as many views as possible. Great. We put it on TikTok. We got 2 million views. It went over here. It got another 100,000 views. And those levels of KPIs for the awareness pillar is great. KPIs the performance side, indicator for those for those who don't yeah. know. <laughs> Thank you. I'll also say, and then now, now think about education side. If you're creating educational content and you said, hey, you know, we launched this series, um, great animation, looks great. Remember, you know, 10 out of 10, but you know, did it get the goals? Did people retain the content? Did people pass the quiz at the end because they watched your video? And you have to think of um, like phishing training is a great example of IT security training. 
everyone's working remotely now. If you created a video for that and then you had a 25% increase of people retaining the content and passing the test because of your video, there's a lot of value in that. There's something that you've done in there that made me retain and really, you know, not tune out. Because, you know, how often do you load a training video? It's boring as hell. And then you start watching uh, Netflix on the side or Hulu on the side. You know, I mean, it happens all the time. And like, I, mean, that's I, have, I have Instagram part. open while Netflix is open, while I have a magazine beside me. And like, <laughs> you're no, but what, my what you're saying makes total sense. And I think, I think it's, it's in like for myself, like having a business background, et cetera. Like I'm thinking about these things all the time. Every time I upload any animation, I'm constantly looking at the analytics to figure out what went good, what went wrong, where like, and like my key performance indicators, for instance, like lately have been comments to see how can, is somebody actually going to engage with this and why, and what did they say? So like, I think it's, Perfect. I think what you said makes sense to me and it's really smart because you know, you can, anybody create anybody, any, with a lot of hard work, anybody can create some beautiful animation, but it's like, and it's going back to that, you know, your original story of your teacher, but why, like, who cares? Like, um, so exactly thinking about right. it in like, here's some beautiful animation and here are the results of it is a totally different thing. Like, you know, here's a TikTok I made that ended up getting me five clients or that ended up getting me some business opportunities or got 2 million views or, uh, I don't know, whatever. So like, yeah. Next time you're applying for something, be like, here's my portfolio and here's what it can actually do for your business uh, when you work with me. Because that's like, you know, that's that's kind of elevated for everybody else who's just sending their portfolio to be like, I hope you like my work versus yeah. I hope you like my work because it can actually increase your business value. <laughs> that, thank you. And like, that's like literally it. And I don't mean to, if you're the art critique, I'll be the business critique because like, that's really the point. And if it's like, I made this content and it took us three months and we put it on YouTube and we got 27 views. Okay, where's the business value in that? But if you but said 26 of those people bought something, so who cares? Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we spent the same amount of time, but our goal was to increase the app store download conversions. And our app went yeah. from number 52 to number two on the app store overnight because of this video and increased interactions and increased revenue, a certain percentage or a number. Give me a number to chew on so that we could at least like you know focus on what category of value that's providing totally. the art form again trusting that it's phenomenal think about the back-end result that you're trying to measure did it do it or not in, i find value in both if you say hey we attempted this but here's what we learned and here's what we would do different next time then i'm interested in talking to you but if it's just you know hey we make beautiful content and it doesn't really do a lot but it looks nice well, you know, you can always, uh, <laughs> you can always yeah. try again, but you come just, back with those uh, business points. And then that's the way to break into the business. So you have all the talents, um, there are businesses all around you. Everyone needs to communicate value from the coffee shop in the corner to, you know, the biggest names in the world who use us, right? Um, software to healthcare, to coffee shops, like I said, whatever it is, you tell us and we'll bring that story to life. And that's the difference here. Yeah. You reminding me of my SEO days where like, one of the big things we did is we looked at, you know, Google search terms that only got like maybe 10 hits a month, but they were super yep. qualified. And so even if, even though nobody's like, nobody's creating content for some a search term that gets like 10 hits a month or like a hundred a year or something, but we were, and we were cat, like 90% of those people were ended up like using the software. So it was like this huge market. So this is your, if you're listening to this, this is your indicator to stop thinking about views only like, oh, my animation got views and start thinking about what are some smarter metrics that your animations can actually do. Like if you're applying to explainer, uh, explainify, maybe like creating a custom 
explainer video starring a 2D version of Derek in it is going <laughs> to do way better than your TikTok video that got a million views. You know, like what is the what is what is the result you want? <laughs> That's exactly right. And it's and it's only because that's why businesses come to us for those things. We've done other, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, B2C concepts and we've done some other things as well, uh, public awareness and this and that. But really, all those people come to us that are you know spending the bigger dollars, who work with us for years. They go, I have some really big goals in front of me for the next couple of years and I got to double the leads. I got to you know, create millions of dollars worth of revenue. I got to get millions of people to donate blood, just like Red Cross wanted us to do. It wasn't about making money. It was like, we got to get, you we know, got this to, we got to get some blood. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, there's a short truckloads of blood coming in. Can you make a video? How do I get people like, to donate you? plasma? Yeah. Like that's the whole, that was just one campaign that we focused on, but you've seen those on social media. You've seen it online. You've yeah. seen it in TV commercials. Yeah. There we are. Right. But each one of those has a different metric for success. And that's the important part. So is the content going to look great? Yes, that's what we do here. We've got the best talents. What are you trying to accomplish? And that's where you'll see I start a lot of conversations. What are your goals? You're trying to build awareness, education, or revenue generation campaigns. And then there are always colorful conversations after that because everyone's being pressured to produce a result somewhere. And when we get to that, then everything is a lot smoother sailing along the way. If you're just going to make a video for the sake of making a video, then that doesn't make no sense. Yeah, and then... <laughs> I've seen that happen a lot where somebody, you know, they spend all this time and effort and then they put it out there and then nothing happens. And then it's like, why, why did you do this? Like, cause animation's hard. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I but sometimes really like it's the for the pure love of the process, which is totally fine too. Like whatever. So. Also, also acceptable. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, Derek, thank you for bringing us into the world of explainer videos and everything about, you know, you've, you've shared, like, I feel like you just like dumped a whole bunch of strategy and like, everything about explainer videos into this podcast which is great i'm wondering is there anything left that you wanted to share or advice you wanted to give or anything we didn't talk about yet you know i, I see there are tons of talents all over the world just amazing artists um and people you know voiceovers too even script writers they all play a part in the content creation process and i can say that when business users go to video there are old myths that need to be busted that uh, video is too expensive and video yeah. is too slow. And then I already know the stats from being in that world and watching live action content come together. That could cost five times as much. So if you know that animation is timeless and it's ageless, I think that's the most important part is that every age group can enjoy animation. And yeah. I think that's what's endearing about it is that you can create one piece of content that really resonates and sticks in someone's head for you know maybe the rest of their life. If you can, can, if you can do that and speak to business value, then you're going to be on your way to great things. And like, that's the summary of what we try to do Explainify. So if people in the audience want to be inspired or take action with Explainify, visit our website, explainify.com. But you if you want to apply to become a vendor, I'll say you got to have the lit up sign behind you. That is a three by three commercial sign, um, bigger than the pillows. But yeah, seriously, you can apply to be a talent um, at Explainify. We open, there's a, actually a section on our website at the bottom. But if you're trying to learn more about where to get started, then there are industry examples to inspire you. If you're looking to build out your portfolio, follow those examples. It's right in front of you. Then there's a ton of resources available as well. Uh, webinar content, other downloadables that can help guide your journey too. So if you're already making videos and you want to turn it into a business effort or start your own agency or work with us, we'll support you in either one of those. I think that's what's most fun. And you can always follow along with me on LinkedIn too. I'm, I'm active there and I try to post content as well, but please follow Explainify on social if you want to get started and we'll just be in your feed just like every other brand you love. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much, Derek. It's been a pleasure to have you. And um, I'm happy we got to talk all about explainer videos. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, I, I could go on and on. Just give me another cup of coffee. I'll be ready to go. But, uh, you know, here, cheers to you. Thanks for having me here. Explainify is grateful to be here and uh, looking forward to everybody else, you know, continuing the animation game. Who knows what technology platform comes yeah. to life next in, inside the metaverse and all these oh exciting goodness, new things the coming to life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so hey we're doing content there so you know you'll see our crazy we're gonna see you there too you, you will yeah. you're everywhere basically well, <laughs> thank you that's Derek. the it's... point that's when you know you're doing videos the right way but uh again yeah. couldn't be more grateful to be here thank you so much terry for having us and we hope that everyone has a wonderful day well thank you so much and if you're listening and you want to reach out to derek or follow explainify um he already gave all of the links <laughs> Uh, the website, the LinkedIn, website. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so there's include, a lot of stuff there. Yeah, I'll include all those in the description of this podcast. So please check them out. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, bye. The music for this podcast was composed by Will Farmer and the graphics by Daniel Abensauer. I encourage you to look them up if you enjoyed their work.